0: Welcome to AI, Author-Driven Artificial Intelligence, the podcast that shows you how to leverage the power of chat-based AI in your business. I'm your host, Laura Helmling, and this is my co-host. Mm-hmm. Together we'll explore this cutting-edge tool, its legal and ethical implications, and the delicate balance between human creativity and artificial intelligence. So buckle up and let's dive in. So one of the things people have been asking me is about the author-driven part of the AI. So why do we call it author-driven AI? And um, to me, that really that really begs the question of what is, what is AI, right? Because...
1: I mean, it's literally artificial intelligence.
0: No, but right? I Does mean what mean? it can do. Right, 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 <laughs> yeah. Because it can't drive the ship. It right. can't be the captain of the ship. It has no idea where it's going. Yeah, It won't go anywhere. You know, it's just like the engine...
1: Yeah, I mean, part of this is like... Um, Going back to like chess bots, one of the, one of the major problems in like artificial intelligence, like, so robots who play chess are a form of artificial intelligence, right? right? Artificially, we've taught these rocks how to play chess, It's kind of crazy, whatever. Um, But we haven't really taught it anything, mostly. We've shown it how to look into possible futures of chess state. Yeah. Most of the time. Patterns. Um, Yeah, patterns. I think Watson was different, but I don't really remember. It doesn't know what chess is. Cuz right. all it is is chess. Yeah, it's right?
0: just operating a program.
1: Right. It's operating it a has- bunch of ones and zeros. Doesn't really know It knows kind of what the board looks like. It knows like what pieces are, but it doesn't doesn't know like The cultural significance of chess, for example, because it wasn't programmed to do that. We've we've tried to expand into this into general artificial intelligence, right? That's what ChatGPT and stuff like that is supposed to be. We generalized it outwards from like chess. But it's not fully generalized. So it doesn't know how to drive the boat. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, well, it doesn't... Even if it... I mean, even if it had... I mean, how would you even program that into it? Because I don't see—I don't see how you could possibly program that into it.
1: I—I I don't know either. Like, this is an ongoing question. <laughs> it's not a—not a solved problem because it, it's just not—it ha- hasn't been solved because no one knows how to do that. We only recently, with ChatGPT and Stable Diffusion, figured out like to focus more on like the. Absolute patterns of things, rather than like the individual like pixels themselves. That's why the pictures look so much better than previous iterations of AI can draw, Mm -hmm. because they're not focused on. You know how CAPTCHAs used to work, right? Where it's like, is is this a car, right? Mm -hmm. The robots before pattern recognition stuff would just like they'd be like they'd they'd find like three pixels that in their group of learning what a car looks like are all the same. And they'll be like, well, if these three pixels are right, then it's a car.
0: Hmm.
1: Right? And this is the most efficient way to do it. If you have a limited data set and you don't know what a car is.
0: So that's going from individual to pattern. And what you're saying is that now we go from pattern to individual.
1: The next step would be going from pattern to, to more general, whatever that means. We don't know what that means even.
0: Well, I mean, we don't even know. I mean, that's like actual thought. Right. right, and right now, I think that's what I think that's what people think AI is, that it's actual thought right. that's 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 I think the issue. and it's not actual thought. It's merely running a program that has a very complex pattern within it. you
1: know, it's a facsimile of thought.
0: yeah, but it's not the thought that has leaps.
1: yeah
0: it's it's like you know, our brains are structured so that we can. Uh, undo wiring and redo it on our own, and that that causes or creates yeah. leaps of thought, right? Right, and those leaps are what we call creativity. They're what we call innovation. Mm-hmm. Those leaps,
1: those um,
0: elements. yeah. And it's like it, and because our circuits are by bi- are biological, right? Yeah. So they can, we can have that spark leap from one pathway to another. Yeah. Well, AI doesn't do that. No. That's AI actual writers. thinking. Yeah. Which actually comes back to the question of, are people thinking most of the time? Right. If you're going yeah. in the usual ruts of your normal existence, are you actually thinking?
1: Are you or just following a program?
0: Are you just yeah. following a program? Yeah. Are you being driven by the programs in your mind, in your body, in your neurological system?
1: Yeah, in your environment, and your... Like what well your
0: chosen. responses to yeah. you know and I would say that no we're not thinking when that happens I would say that we are running a program
1: mm-hmm.
0: and yet it's change
1: most
0: of the time it is but changing a program is much it's very difficult because not only does it um, create confusion and thought because now you're leaping there's not a a clear path you're leaping mm-hmm. not only does it cause confusion it causes emotional responses and emotional yeah, yeah, yeah. responses to change to confusion is negative negative emotion
1: the
0: time. uh-huh yeah um it can also be a sense of excitement right but um that usually doesn't last no and so long lasting changes this is actually really interesting <laughs> yeah
1: no it's it's like <laughs> yeah no it's it's like a, that's a real thing like the you have to make these leaps um, and basically the leaps really if you get down to like the really nitty-gritty part of it they're just mistakes of wiring most of the time
0: hmm you think they're mistakes i mean they're, they're all they're, they're they're mutations right the program, or they're, they're, they're mistakes in the program right. but the program
1: failed in this one way or it like
0: but then the question is is that consciousness
1: Making mistakes? I think so. So are they actually
0: mistakes? Or are they just... Is... Are
1: the... Oh, you mean like a spiritual consciousness sort of thing? Right. Like like
0: our individual identity. Like the human consciousness. Is consciousness itself like the driving force for
1: those... The spooky action of neurons. The spooky action. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Going quantum. Exactly. That's
1: exactly it. I was kind of referencing quantum. It's not actually spooky action, but it's like... At a distance. It's not at a distance. They're in your head, right? Right, well... It's like um, the neuron plugs into, like, a different cell, right? It has the tendril that goes out, and it plugs into a different cell, and then they share chemical information, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, when it's there, it's magnetized. Like, literally... It's like a magnet because of the electromagnetic yeah. movement, like ions, whatever the, whatever it is. Um, and magnets don't really turn off most of the time. So how does the magnet turn off for a new thought to occur, for a new pathway to go off? Mm-hmm. Right? Some could say it's like, oh, it gets the neuron gets exhausted or something. That's why, like, um, if you say a word over and over again, it becomes mm. derealized because you're actually kind of wearing the neuron out that is in charge of that word or just of like neurons that are in charge of that word. Um, and then they just kind of get bored and wander away uh, <laughs> and you're like, Oh, that's not a word. Um,
0: well, I mean that, so at the, at the base core of it, we're, I mean, I think that, you know, we've got, we've got thought, which runs along patterns just like AI does. Right. Right. And, but then we have, that's not actually thought. What we're talking about is that that's actually just a, a running the program. Right. So that's a form of doing that's yeah. doing. It's not thinking. It's doing. Yeah. It's running the program. Right. So, so if the we the don't have has a program, to make
1: the program. Right. And that's what you you internally are supposed to do, and you can expand that and do that externally with the AI. And that's why it's author driven. Bring it back to.
0: What? How? I?
1: You're running the program. You're running. You're telling the robot uh, what you're to do. You're externalizing it. Yeah, yeah. You're externalizing. Right. Hey, here's how this works. Mm-hmm. Right now do it and then you tell the robot that and the robot's like cool and then it does that and you are like wait that's not what I wanted and you can interact with it and get what you want right. but that's I love that because
0: it, thinking about it as the externalization of the internal processes right. that just in our programs that just run in our head like mm-hmm. typing like putting words together oh, right yeah. those are just muscle memory that's mm-hmm. just program yeah. that's just a program right but the thought comes in what, what we're going to write. What, what are we going to write about? The topics. That's where the imagination is. It's in yeah. how are we going to talk about this? We're what style do the we themes. want? What themes do we want? Right. Yeah, and that's actual thought. And so the idea of using AI for authors, this is, one, this is another facet of why it's so exciting to me. It takes us out of those rote programs where we're just running the program and into actual thought
1: that is super cool yeah so then actually it's like it it lets you move away from the actual um not the writing process but like it it lets you find the actual essence inside of it
0: yeah the form of it it also opens authorship open it it opens authorship to and to entirely new populations, right. entirely new populations, populations that can't have those writing programs in their minds. Right.
1: So they have I, stories to write, yes. but they don't know how to put the forms together in a book. Mm-hmm. And because because it's cheap
0: or even free. Yeah,
1: it's just there. People...
0: It is like people in the past who didn't have those skills would hire a ghostwriter if they had the money. Well. Right. You know, the average Joe doesn't have the money, ten or twenty thousand dollars to pay a ghostwriter yeah. to write their book or more, fifty, a hundred thousand right. dollars. And so instead of that, right, now they can use they can use the chat GPT. It's leveling the playing field in a whole new way. Yeah. It really is. It's leveling access to information and not just information, access to people's brilliance. And this is something I love about the internet. Yeah. I've noticed like I get on and I watch these silly videos. And I'm like, people are so creative. Yeah. I just can't get over it. People are so creative. They, they just
1: do things and you're like, wait, oh, that's, that's really smart. So it's so really smart. creative. It's a funny joke. You're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. yeah it's it's really it's it's nice to see yeah and we have such a like unlimited access of it there's no way that any human could ever actually consume all the media that exists exactly right yeah <laughs> it's super
0: fun and now insane. writing is open to
1: that that's so cool yeah well i mean a thought that just popped into my head right accessing leveling the play, playing field right um it's kind of a cheesy example but like you know eminem obviously um he told stories through rap, right? Yeah. That was that's like that's what rap was. And like if he wanted to write a book, he'd have to hire a ghost writer that wouldn't have his voice in it. Yeah. But if he like figured out how to talk about the essence of what he was feeling in the yes. songs to the robot to write into a book. Mm-hmm. Yes. It would probably sound like slam poetry, but <laughs> But it would like it still works, and it's it's book shaped, you know.
0: Yeah, and you could actually take those lyrics and feed them in there, and right, like this it would learn his the, style,
1: right. And this is part of the basis of it, right? Yeah, and just make this a book.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, then you know, many authors aren't going to be super into that anyway. Because they, they feel like the, the robot might take their voice or something. Well, but, people who
0: really enjoy the doing part of writing, are right. gonna, we're going to continue writing. Okay, like yeah, I've got two first. projects going right now. Yeah. One of them is utilizing AI. And one of them is entirely me doing every bit of the writing. And the reason for that is that one of them is deeply personal. And one of them is not. Right. And so one of them is more informational. Or it's more, I want to share this. And one of them is deeply personal, and so the deeply personal stories that we tell are are not going to be affected by AI, right. except for those people who don't have the writing program. I do, right?
1: Okay, exactly. You've been doing it
0: for, and I love it.
1: Years.
0: Um, yeah, we're not going to say how many years. So, okay, so back to author driven, right? So it's author driven because we're the ones driving the thinking. We're the ones yeah. at the at the helm. We've got the wheel in our hands, yeah. and the rest of the car. Is being is being um, fueled and it's being moved forward by the AI. But we're the one with the map. We're the one with the wheel in our hand, and that little wheel is steering the entire ship. Yeah, and that's why it's author driven.
1: Right, and like one like tangible example you can like think of like with this is um you can you can be like you you could tell the AI make me like. A main character for some fiction romance book, right? Mm-hmm. Give him a name. Like, have the robot do everything, or, or and I should say, you then say you you add your own pieces into that character, right? Yes. Say that his name is John. Talk about his favorite hobby. He has a quirk. He's a, he's a quirky. He's a Corgi?
0: He has a Corgi. He's an actual... Oh, he has a Corgi. He has a
1: Corgi. (laughs) He is a Corgi. Corgi man is a were-Corgi who, (laughs) on the sixth month of June... uh, I don't know. Sixth day in June. You know? But, like, you can make this... like You can, like, give it all the details you want, and then you can, like, be like, write him in a scene at a coffee shop. Yes. And, like, I'm sure that the robot will surprise you with your image of John... One's a Corgi, um, like maybe it's like a coffee shop date, something like you know one of those um, cheesy. Oh yeah, Hallmark yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. you know, like which
0: I thoroughly enjoy at Christmas time. I must course, say, right. I admit it.
1: You know, it's it's very thematic. It's important. <laughs> yes, it's part of the season. Right. Um, but you'll be like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I wanted him to do. But you wouldn't have immediately have come up with it as fast because right. you knew John. You didn't know how to convey what John was doing.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. Here's here's the whole thing right there. So you have this imaginative thought of this story with this quirk, with this yep. particular detail, and but what you don't have is access to the breadth and depth of patterns that the AI has. Yep. And so the patterns you can come up with or I can come up with as human beings, the patterns we can come up with are those that we've been exposed to. Well, the AI has been exposed to
1: way more yeah. patterns. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it might surprise you with like some amount of like internal poetry or something, you know, it's like there's gonna be yeah. an amount of structure that's even kind of invisible to us because we only know it if we're practiced.
0: Yeah, we only we only know it. it's like, it's, it's like goes back to Joseph Campbell and The Man <laughs> of a Thousand Faces that, you know, storytelling is archetypal. And so there are archetypes of storytelling that, that cross all cultural boundaries. Mm-hmm. And those archetypes are just part of the fabric of human existence. So we don't necessarily recognize them, but right. they are part of the pattern. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. And that's fiction. Now, see, this all applies to nonfiction
1: right. as well. Yeah, Typically well, when I talk about fiction, books. way easier. Right. Because like, you're like, hey, here's some facts about the thing. You know, you know the facts. You're like, mm-hmm. put this in a way that convinces or, you know, tells other people what this is. And it does it like, um, not truthfully, um, what's the word? Like, accurately? Accurately, like, um, convincingly. Mm. Right?
0: Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, what we're really talking about here is the first draft we're not talking awesome. about the edits after that and and we're not talking about you know all the interaction that has to happen with the ai tool in order to get the style dialed in or any 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 semblance of style
1: this is still going to take hours days of course weeks. it's
0: still a person's style too this whole yeah. idea that it you know yeah sure if you just feed that in and you don't give it any direction if you're yeah. not driving the ship, yeah. and you're not driving the AI to go in a certain direction with style or it's, with your voice, then it's not going to produce anything with your voice. That's, right. It's going to be dry. It's going to be,
1: you it's know. It's going to be weird and just like kind of. Boring. Boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have a, I have a literal example of this. Um, so my roommate, when this was first started happening, he was like, oh, I wonder if you could make Dungeons and Dragons characters with this. He knows nothing about Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. <laughs> nothing. Um, so he's just, like, give me, like, a rogue or, like, he, he, like, made some stuff up, but he didn't give it, like, any detail about, like, the characters that he wanted it to make, right? He's just, like, make a party and then have them go on an adventure. Okay. And the robot was, like, well, this is technically a party, da-da, and here is the adventure. They go to, through the town and they fight stuff, I guess. But it's all, like, very wishy-washy and it was, like, it was very unsatisfying, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And, like, he was like, oh, it's cool that it can, like, do this. And I'm like, it's kind of boring. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's... Yeah. You
0: have to give it more. You have to drive yeah.
1: the ship. Because otherwise it's just like, you know, I Yes. we can all be, you know, XD random, like, mega experts on the absurd. But if you want it to sound good and to be interesting, you have mm-hmm. to be a little deeper than that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's take the self-driving car as an example. So a self-driving right. car... Is actually a perfect example forget about ships right (laughs) it's so perfect
1: cars are the ships of the road
0: yeah that's true so with a car with a with a um, with a with a car Mm -hmm. self-driving car all right so first of all um, is the car going to go anywhere if you don't tell it where to go
1: I should hope not We, we put Nana in the car and the car just drives <laughs> off and we're like, oh shit. There they go. Where is she going? We don't know. Ah. Nana doesn't know how to ride the thing. <laughs> you, you know, I don't, <laughs> I should hope it doesn't. <laughs> That's so hilarious. And I hope it doesn't because it doesn't know where it wants to go because it right. doesn't know where I want it to go. It
0: doesn't have any desire. Yeah. Okay, that's also part of the driven part of authorship in the AI, is desire. It's desire. What you're talking about with that story that was so boring, what is it that makes something satisfying? It satisfies a desire. Right. And what is the desire for? The desire is for satisfaction. But in order to have satisfaction, what do we have to start with? A sense of dissatisfaction yeah because without a sense of dissatisfaction without a problem driving the story or pro yep to solve or driving that nonfiction piece there can be no satisfaction you're just in a steady state of nothingness yeah. right or of everythingness call right. it whatever you want but it's yeah. a steady state where nothing changes mm-hmm. and so desire is important and so when you desire to go somewhere you plug it into the map of the self-driving car and away you go yeah but you're still there right you're obviously in the car and you're driving down the road so would you then say that that the person in the car is the driver or are they not the driver
1: that's a good point because they're not the driver they're not driving the actual vehicle but Mm -hmm. they are the ones who have driven the vehicle to where it's going to go
0: so then the other question is, is the pilot of an airplane,
1: the pilot? Right. I was actually going to bring up um, this actual thing because autopilot in airplanes has been around for decades at this point because yeah. it turns out it's actually way easier to fly a plane than it is to drive a car because there's a lot more cars than there are planes. Right, Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. literally just a volume issue. Um, mm-hmm. So pilots can turn on the autopilot and just like, listen to a podcast while they're, like, staring at the beautiful sky and scenery and, and thinking about stuff. I don't snacks. know if
0: they're allowed to, to um, listen to podcasts. I wonder. Because there was yeah, a whole are. thing where they're, they are, because they're not allowed to have a conversation. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So that the point allowed.
1: is... Oh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because um. some
0: two guys were having this conversation, and they were, like, deep in their conversation about what they'd done the night before, mm. and they crashed
1: into a mountain. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was uh, that was a mistake. hmm But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, there was, there was, that's why they I mean, were they there. I would agree with that. They were, they were there to look for the mountain because <laughs> the instruments necessary, couldn't actually see the mountain, apparently. <laughs> you know, that, that's what we that's what it means, like, you know, it's a volume issue. Because, like, if there was a lot, bunch of planes up there, those autopilots would not
0: Right, be, but they're still the pilot. Even though they're using autopilot, right. they're still the pilot. Yeah, and they still and have to take off and land the planes. <laughs> they still have to take off and land. And they still are the ones who are watching all the buttons. They're still the ones operating the the
1: machinery. Sometimes it's a sanity check just to check outside. Is there a mountain in front of us? Yes, there is. Yeah,
0: exactly. Wow, let's
1: not hit that. Don't just look at the instruments. Look outside. Look at the instruments. Does the instrument say it's a mountain? No, there's a mountain. I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. One of us is wrong.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So so in that case, the pilot is still a pilot. The driver of the car is still a driver. The The author is still still an an author. author. High five. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Adai, Author Driven Artificial Intelligence. We hope that our discussion has inspired you to embrace the incredible potential of chat-based AI in your work. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share Adai. To learn more about how to leverage author-driven AI in your business, visit our website at adiproductivity.com. Until next time, keep exploring and get ahead of the curve with chat-based AI.